It's time for Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. What is going on out there, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Cerrito Live. I am CJ Hurt filling in for Kevin again. <laughs> uh, he's still away on vacation. We were off last week because of the 4th of July. And I uh, hope everybody's 4th was good. I'm joined alongside, as always, my man Drew Barrett. Drew, what's going on, man? Still on my grind, man. Still on your grind. Still on the grind. Doing a, doing a little better, though, this week. It's been a great week. I've played golf four <laughs> out of five days this week, and I'm playing again today. Awesome. Drew so you can't complain. What appears to be a a vampire bite on his neck. So I'm keeping an eye out for him. He was coughing. I think Drew might be turning on us any second now and uh might have to leave because the sun is out. It is out, but I, it's not a vampire bite. It's just, you know, just a bite. Just a bite, you know. <laughs> Somebody wanted to make sure that uh I stayed there and Oh wow. People knew that I was there, I guess, or something. Wow. Okay. Well, we've got a jam-packed show this week. Uh, we start with trending topics with Marcus Hunter, and then we're going to have Kevin Leip on from the Memphis Flyer to talk a little Grizzlies, Mark Gasol, free agency, and whatnot, whatnot. Then we will be joined by uh, the sports balls, Lakeitha, Lakeithia, excuse me, Glenn, to talk about the sports ball and Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And then noon a hit, and at noon we always play Hang Up and Listen. Uh, grand prize today on Hang Up and Listen is a family four-pack to Smoothie King. And then at 1230, we will be joined by An uh, Amanda Mullen for the Youth Villages Dodge List Dodgeball Tournament. And so we'll talk to her about the Dodgeball Tournament and about Youth Villages. And we will end with the wonderful Kevin Cerrito. But now it's time to get into it. And first things first, we have Marcus Hunter coming on. What is going on with you, Mr. Hunter Boy? Uh oh, what just happened? Um, down. There okay, he is. Now, okay, yeah, now I'm there. Um, you know, it's a hot day down here in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. I'm actually uh, at the ice cream safari. Um, and uh, oh wait, wait, scoop and ice cream. So what now? Ice cream safari. Yeah, you remember last year the ice cream safari when we were talking about uh, Vince Carter and how I told you guys that Vince Carter was not going to be a good pickup for the Memphis Grizzlies. It was uh, during Marcus the Magnificent, and I was showing my magnificent powers then. So, you know, Vince Carter wasn't going to be that great. And I was at Ice Cream Safari. I'm here again, scooping ice cream for anybody who wants it. It's free until 1 o'clock today. Our uh, flavor today is red cheesecake ice cream. It's famous last year, and it is delicious. So, you know, if you have any uh, listeners who have folks down here in the Jackson area, tell them to come over here to the Jackson Zoo, get some free ice cream, and uh, vote for the uh, red uh, cheesecake and the uh, red panda thing. Oh, that sounds well, delicious. So, so okay, run me by what, what is all taking place at this particular uh, safari. Okay, so it's about, uh, it's, it's tense with about maybe 30 teams. So uh, there are 30 teams, so there are 30 different flavors. And so each team, you know, you have uh, your, your tub of ice cream and you're scooping it into smaller cups and uh, you're putting a spoon in it, probably one scoop size. And, you know, if you're walking around, you just go up to a, 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 you know, a particular tent say, hey, I want some of your ice cream. They get it. If they like it, they vote for your particular ice cream. Whoever has the most votes at the end of the day wins. Um, and, you know, it's a, a lot of, uh, you know, you got uh, our station, 16 WAPT. You have some of the other local stations. Um, you have uh, nonprofit organizations, uh, uh, other companies and businesses that are out here, but all those to a worthy cause. And so, uh, you know, and, and it's also helping the Jackson Zoo. So you have all of these things going on with the ice cream safari. And that's kind of what it is. And so it's also an opportunity to get kids out here to the zoo to walk around and uh, see the animals and, uh, you know, see the monkeys that are thankfully still locked up <laughs> in the zoo here in Jackson. Our monkeys are still in our zoo. Our monkeys are still locked up. Okay, Marcus. All right. Well, you ready to hop into trending topics? Let's go. Let's go. Trending topics. All right. So our first trending topic is Austin Nichols. I don't know if you yeah, heard. I've heard. I told you guys about this. I told you when you made the decision that it wasn't a smart move by Austin Nichols. But go ahead. Marcus Sorry. Hunter is going to get tired, not only from scooping all that ice cream, but from patting himself on the back. Yeah, yes, yes. And I can't <laughs> wait till we talk about Josh Pastor, who, well, well, well Cerrito's not there. 
Guido's not there to defend his boy Josh, but, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We, we will get into it. All right, but Austin Nichols, Marcus, he is gone. Uh, earlier in the week, he requested a transfer. Well, really, last week, unbeknownst to most, he requested a transfer. The school denied the transfer. The school looked bad. They decided to let Austin transfer. So Austin is transferring. This is a 2013-2014 American Athletic Conference Rookie of the Year. He was first team all AAC last year. A five-star recruit coming out of high school. I mean, one of the best shot blockers in the nation. What does this mean for him personally? Uh, it means that um, from Austin Nichols, it means that he's going to have an opportunity to go um, play somewhere, play somewhere else, uh, develop his game a little more, and make himself into possibly uh, a draft pick uh, the year after um, he gets to play again. So I think it's a good move for Austin Nichols. Maybe he felt like he wasn't developing enough, or that the team around him wasn't improving enough to to make that push uh, that he ultimately wanted to make in the NCAA tournament. Or maybe it just wasn't a good fit for him. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things out there, but. At the end of the day, I think it's going to be a benefit to Austin Nichols because if he honestly felt serious enough that he had to transfer, then obviously there was something that was going on there. And so I'm pretty sure when he, once he makes a decision and once he transfers, things are going to improve for him. That is, if he can transfer to a school that he really wants to go to. You know, I, I don't really think that it was just he wasn't being developed enough because there's so much more that he can do on his own that's not just with the coaches. I mean, he can go out. There's big man camps he can go out to. He can go learn yeah. from former NBA players and stuff like that. So I really don't think it's just the development because there's so much other opportunities that you can do in the offseason by yourself. Sure. Well, here's, here's a deal. We're, we're speculating on why he's leaving, and nobody nobody knows except for Austin oh, why people he's know. leaving. Well, people. I know people that know that won't tell me. People make me angry. <laughs> why, why do you guys think he's leaving? Who, ca- who cares? He's, he's gone. I don't personally. I, mean, I don't I care mean, why he's matter. leaving. It doesn't. It doesn't matter, matter because it looks bad. I mean, it looks bad on Josh and it looks bad on the university to have a kid like Austin, who's from Memphis, uh, another kid from Memphis, who was a prize recruit that went to Memphis and is transferring to another school. So I think it kind of matters why, just from that standpoint, that it looks bad on the head coach that he even can't keep the kids who are from Memphis at the University of Memphis. You're exactly right, Marcus. I mean, that's why it, I think it's hurting a lot of Memphis fans, mostly because this is a hometown guy. This is somebody that went to Briarcrest. This is a guy that played, that grew up here, played all of his high school ball here. And if we can't even convince the hometown guy, the guy that's grown up around this program, to stay and to believe in it, what does that us? What does that make us fans believe in? Is there something for us fans to believe in if we can't even get this guy to believe? Exactly. I mean, that's my opinion on the matter. Well, uh, th- opinions are opinions. They're not yeah, facts. I mean, yeah. fact, facts. Fact of the matter is, he's leaving. And if you were Austin, Marcus, where would you go? If I were, if I were Austin, oh, I would go to Mississippi State. But I'm not Austin. But listen, here's the thing. I'm not saying Mississippi State because I'm an alumni from there. I'm saying Mississippi State because, hey, what's going on? I'm saying Mississippi State because of the uh, development that they have made uh, here recently. I mean, you know, they, you know, getting in a new a new coach who obviously um, has had a lot of success in leading teams to the NCAA tournament. I mean, he's trying to turn that program around. He's shown in, in, a, in a guy like Kevin Love that he can develop a you know big man. And I mean, he's already improved the recruiting down there, so they're going to be better. And it is in the SEC, so that's why I think. And it's close to home because he's not going to be able to go to Tennessee. So I mean, it's close. Which, to which is kind of crazy, isn't it, Marcus? Not to cut you off, but when you stop and think about the the whole transfer process, if it was a coach, he wanted to go to Tennessee at first. If if it was a coach who was leaving a university, he'd be able to go to any university he wanted to go to. Why can't yep. a player, myself or Austin as a player, why can't I leave and go to any other university I want to go to as well? That just doesn't make sense. And for it to be Tennessee, I could I could understand saying no to a conference rival or no to anybody in the conference. I can understand saying no to anybody who you have to play in We're the playing upcoming years. Year. When? This year? When? Like January, I think. Okay. I don't think Memphis has Tennessee on the schedule. It's either this year or next year because, I mean, we're also uh, – and all the other schools that uh, he wasn't allowed to transfer, one being Virginia, we play them in 16-17. Yeah, but I don't think Tennessee is on that schedule. I'll check into that. But if Tennessee isn't on the schedule, it just doesn't make sense for Memphis to, I guess, not allow Austin to transfer. That whole process, it the does. transferring it process doesn't make sense. It makes sense because it's a, it's, it's a school that is in-state, regardless of if they're on your schedule, they're still your rival. And you will be in a big war with Tennessee 
to even get Austin Nichols and the fact that he would leave you and go to Tennessee, admitting that he made a mistake to begin with to even go to the University of Memphis and go to Tennessee. Yeah, you don't want the kid going there. I mean, if it's already enough of a kick in the face that he's leaving, that, that if he goes they're to not playing each other. It doesn't matter. It's still Tennessee, and it's still Memphis. And Memphis and Tennessee, regardless if they play each other, it's going to be a rivalry. It would be it would be more than just him going to any other school. I mean, it's it's Tennessee. It's been Memphis fans hate him, hate Tennessee. Everybody in Memphis hates Tennessee, unless you are a Tennessee fan. So I think it's like Marcus saying, it'd be that regret factor that comes in, and it would hurt the fan base, and I think it would hurt the program more. Okay. Then if he went to Duke or something like that, where I mean, we've played Duke maybe what twice, I think, in school history. All right. I'm just saying it doesn't. It's it's still not right. Even even if they are playing, no, I mean, and I'm pretty sure right. they're not playing. But I'll check in. I'm still checking into that. But again, if if you are Austin, are you going to try and go to a major conference? Is that where you want to go? You want to follow? And I do believe Nick King when he went to the SEC. Do you want to go there? Are you going to go to Marquette where the head coach helped recruit you and there's already that relationship there? Or maybe even Notre Dame playing the ACC for a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly believe that he wants to go to a bigger conference. I mean, because, you know, in in Conference USA, the fact that he's been able to, uh, you know, have the accolades that he's had uh, in his first two years shows that he is good enough to play at a higher level of basketball. I mean, if you're one of the best in your conference, then you can be at least really good in another conference. So, um, I, you know, obviously he's going to want to go to a bigger conference and play on a higher level and definitely be able to get into the tournament and make a run. I mean, you know, so I wish the best for him because when I heard the news, I wasn't really surprised um, because this is not something that's happened. This is not new when it comes to college basketball in particular and definitely not new when it comes to, you know, some kids who's playing for Josh. Well, we'll leave Austin at that and we'll move on to our next trending topic. Trending topics. Which is Josh Pastner, who was trending. This whole saga had both him and Austin trending all over Twitter in Memphis. And this is the seventh kid in one year that has transferred from the University of Memphis. And this is from that stud class. I went back and because I couldn't remember how seventh, great that class was. One, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Seventh in one year? Seven, seven in one year. That 2013 class yeah. of six players okay. were Austin, that was headlined by Austin Nichols as a five-star recruit featured five other players. All of them were four-star recruits on uh, Yahoo Sports. Three of them were top 50, not including Austin Nichols. Dominic Woodson might have been the lowest-ranked player, and he was top 100. Dominic's not there. Nick King isn't there anymore. Iverson is gone. Pookie Powell is gone. Austin Nichols is gone. You know, I think, um, yeah, that's bad, man. That's that's really bad. So what does this mean for Josh Passner in his future? Can can anything be done? He has one year left. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has one season left. At the head coach of the University of Memphis, he should have gotten out while the beginning was good. He should have gotten out when when his name was still a high commodity, uh, and, and gone and gotten one of those better jobs. I think that if if you put those recruits on Coach Calston or over there in Kansas or up there in Notre Dame or or in Virginia, I mean, these are top guys, and they and what they didn't make the tournament last year. I mean, they, they, like that's that's unspeakable to have that type of talent. I mean, think about it. If, if Kentucky can make it all the way to the national, to the final four with a group of freshmen, pretty much, then you should at least be able to make a tournament with those types of recruits. And the fact that you couldn't do it, I mean, you can't you, you can't put that on the kids being young because you know most guess what in college basketball the kids are young in college basketball they're all going to be young. So you know it's going to be tough for it's going to be tough for Josh Bassman and, and we're going to see what happens to him going forward. I just don't think that he's going to be able to keep his job past this next season. Rob Douster of NBC Sports has a great article up about whether or not we've seen uh peak Passner, whether or not we've seen the best of Passner in that 2013 season where he ended up winning a couple of top 25 games and sweeping Louisville and winning a game in the tournament. And, if and, that we was, ha- and even that was a disappointing season. Right. And it, well, so that if that's if that's his peak, that's a sad peak. Uh huh. That was it. That, that that was it. That was the peak. And I mean He's that honestly, that's what it's been. It's been, you know, get great recruits, get local kids, 
dissatisfied local kids. They transfer, even like in Joe Jackson's case, where they don't transfer. But he still, still thought about it. Yeah, I mean, the he, thought still, still went through his thought. mind. Yeah. And, and the reason he didn't because he's, he's another kid from Memphis, and he felt too much pressure not to transfer because he's from there. Yeah. And, I mean, let's let's say something magical happens. Let's say that the, the Lawson twins come out, and they're still in Shaq Goodwin finds his, his goes back to freshman year Shaq Goodwin pretty yes, much finds his skill set and develops nicely and a couple other players step up for the Tigers and let's say they get to a sweet 16 if you're Josh Passner do you even want to come back do you pull a cuz on Martin and just leave because the criticism I mean, I mean, of Josh Passner has been harsh since this whole situation he, popped off but if he gets this team next year to the sweet 16 then he would have been vindicated. So I think that I think that you know it's just the thing about Memphis fans. If you win, then if he wins, then he's going to get another raise and another you know he's just going to get a better a, a raise. If it's just for winning, it's just for getting to the Sweet Sixteen. So no, if he wins, so he's going to be fine. But if he loses, then he's out. I mean, he's going to be. I don't think winning is going to still be out. Okay, so what what saves his job? Give me give me something that saves his job. Are we talking conference championship? Game and uh, a thinking, tournament you know, win. I'm, I'm no, no, sweet, you know, sweet sixteen. He's won a tournament before. Okay, you have to do the sweet sixteen. I think conference to, championship I mean, finals. Only, the only thing, uh, you know, whatever. I'm sorry. Go ahead, guys. I think you got to make to the conference champion finals this year uh, in the American, and at least win one game. At least, I mean, at the minimum, to save his job. I mean, I don't honestly. I don't think he saves it. I don't think anything. Can I don't be think done. he does either. Any, but that's think, what he has he, to do. I don't think anything can be done to save his job right now. When you look at all the players that's transferred, seven kids in one year, three or four of them Memphis kids. The best Memphis kid in Austin Nichols gone. You look at attendance dropping over two thousand uh, fans or uh, two thousand ticket sales this year, taking Memphis from the number ten ranked team to number twenty one nationally. And again, you, you know, all those kids from that great 2013 class, six players, five of them are gone. Only Mark only Markel Crawford is left, and he didn't even play a lot last year. Josh is done. Sad think, as it is to say, it, it hurts the future more than anything because you see all these other kids coming up in Memphis or the surrounding areas or across the country, seeing what's going on in Memphis and being like, "Wow, if these guys regret their decision. Do I really want to take the chance of maybe regretting mine?" So it hurts the future more than it hurts now. If you're a Memphis kid, are you coming to Memphis, Marcus? Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean I've seen too much. I, I mean, they, they've been around it too much. At this point, when you're a Memphis kid, you should be smart enough not to go to Memphis. Yeah, that is unfortunate. I'll, I'll end it with this. Uh, I was looking up just some stuff on why Coach Cal didn't want to recruit Memphis. And it's not like he didn't want to recruit Memphis. Coach Cal only recruited the the top echelon kids in the city. And basically his his thinking was he didn't want a Memphis kid on his Memphis bench because then that becomes a problem right there. And so it's a different mentality when you recruit kids in the city where your university is. They got everybody in their ear and all of that type stuff. And if you can't manage them, then you probably shouldn't recruit them. And I guess Josh probably should have figured that out a while ago. But we're going to move on to our next trending topic. Drew? Trending topics. <laughs> As we move outside of the realm of Tigers Athletics and we talk about Mark Gasol finding, finally reaching agreement with the Memphis Grizzlies five-year deal gonna pay him more than a hundred million dollars a year and this is a quote from mark they they are figures that give you vertigo speaking about how much he's getting paid and so marcus what what does this mean for the grizzlies does this is this gonna mean they get back to the western conference finals or are they still a second round playoff team i mean it means they have a much better shot of getting back than they would have had they lost mark I, you know i mean they got marcus all but I mean, what are they going to do to get their team to the next level as far as getting back to the Western Conference Finals? I mean, you've had Mark all these years. He's gotten there once. Now you have the same guy. He's not going to be – I mean, he's going to be improved, but he's not going to be so much improved that he's going to make the difference in getting you to the Conference Finals. So you still have to – this is a small victory, but I think the Grizzlies still have a lot more work to do. Well, something something major that uh, to take away from this Marcus All contract, you know, he's not going to play in the Euro basket this year. 
Um, he's, he said he's going to take time out. He's going to sit down. He's going to rest and focus on the NBA season. And hopefully he'll be ready for Spain uh, come the Olympics, I do believe. But he's not going to be playing in the Eurobasket. He's going to rest that body of his. And hopefully he'll be ready to go. I think that, you know, Mark coming back, Mark coming back to Memphis doesn't make them a Western Conference final team. But had he left, they they definitely wouldn't be there, like you were saying, Marcus. And they made some interesting signs with Brandon Wright. They apparently they're going to give more minutes to Jordan Adams. Where do you think this team finishes next year? Especially considering uh, San Antonio has a super team now. I mean, I, I think they're still going to finish, uh, you know, four or five in the West, maybe six. Um, you know, probably no higher than four. Um, and they're going to be, uh, you know, a second round knockout because, I mean, the second, the West is still difficult. I mean, the second round, you were going to have to go up against, you know, San Antonio, who, I mean, like Greg Popovich just, like, he just broke LeBron James's heart. Yeah. But anyway, you have to deal <laughs> with San Antonio again. And, I mean, Golden State's going to be there. Um, Houston's going to still be there. Um, you got other teams in the West, uh, uh, New Orleans, I mean, they're getting better. And so you're going to have plenty of teams that are still going to be there that you're going to have to, you know, compete with. But I just don't think what the Grizzlies have done so far has been enough unless one of these guys next year just comes out and has just a stellar season. And, you know, I don't see that happening, but, you know, who knows? Somebody can come out and have, you know, one of those one of those magical years. Yeah, they could. They could. Marcus all on staying with the Memphis Grizzlies, quote, when a team like the San Antonio Spurs makes you an offer, it's good. But the decision to continue at Memphis has been something special. So we talk about kids leaving the University of Memphis and leaving the city. Marcus All is, hey, he played at Lausanne. He loves Memphis. He's not leaving. He's going to stay and try and make it work. And I think that that's something to be commended, especially in an age where you have players chasing championships and David uh, West taking an $11 million pay cut to go Maybe win a championship, maybe not, but just the opportunity to play for a championship is worth eleven million dollars to David West. I mean, that's crazy to me. But Mark is like, you know, you know what? I'm gonna stay here. I'm not gonna chase rings. I feel well. I am gonna chase rings. I feel like I can win rings in Memphis if we just do the right things and get one more piece. And so I think that's great that Marcus Allis decided to stay. Man, it's exciting. It's a great day for Memphis basketball, not the Tigers, but the Memphis Grizzlies. Listen, um, you know, I keep going back to this um, to this debate Kevin Cerrito and I had years ago when we first started doing the show together. That uh, one day the Memphis Grizzlies were going to be the most popular basketball team in the city of Memphis. And I think that day has finally come. Marcus, I mean, with, you are what? seriously going to wear your arm out patting yourself on the back. Your biceps are going to be huge the next time I see you. You know, I did just pat myself on the back again, didn't I? <laughs> You know what? Here's the thing. When I when I when, when I say these things, Kevin, fuck people, like I'm crazy. Like no, I'm not crazy. Not crazy. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not. I'm there, so I, so I see things a little differently. I see things from a in a, from a different perspective. And so I'm happy for Marcus all that he's saying in Memphis. I'm happy for the Grizzlies because I think that I think that yes, it is great for the Memphis Tigers to be a good basketball team that makes it to the NCAA tournament and makes it to the Final Four and things of that nature. But I think it's even better for the city of Memphis to have the Grizzlies be a, a consistent contender because that's more on the national stage. You have more people who watch NBA basketball than college basketball. I think it means more to the city if the university gets it done first. Because the university's been yeah. here since 1912. I mean, before the Grizzlies came, the whole city was just about the University of Memphis. I think it would mean more. Oh, it'll be. Oh, yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, it'll be a different feel. I mean, like if the University of Memphis wins something, like like the feeling from that will be just this sense of relief because they've been so close. Uh, with the Grizzlies, I think it'll be a different feel, just more excitement for the team, for the city, but for the University of Memphis. Yeah, it, it, because the passion is so much deeper rooted for that university. Yeah, well, we got to move on to our last trending topic. Trending topics. And Marcus hinted to it earlier. Zim. Zim escaped, went down a, a storm drain, and is still on the loose. Um, it's crazy. The Memphis Zoo lost a monkey, man. The monkey made a break for it. Shawshank Redemption style. Marcus, what's your thoughts on that, man? 
I'm worried. I'm worried that they're not going to get the monkey back. I mean, they keep talking about the fact that it's going to just magically come back and appear. But this is the monkey that's been in captivity his whole life. I don't think he's just going to decide. You know what? I'm tired of hanging out in the storm drain. I want to go back to the zoo life. I just don't think that's going to happen. So, um, but hey, if they can get him back, then that's going to be fantastic. It, it, it was just a funny story when I heard it, it especially when I heard that it, there was no danger. The monkey wasn't a danger to anybody. We just, of all things, you know, that a monkey would get loose in the uh, in, in, in the Memphis Zoo and it made national news. It was just funny. It was just a funny, cute story. But I do hope they find them and uh, get him back safely. Yeah, that that that's the that's what we all hope because we don't want the we don't want Zim out there hurting herself or anything like that. And it it made me think of Shawshank. Everybody's watched Shawshank, and we all remember uh, Andy crawling through the pipes trying to escape. And it's just like, well, Zim was trying to escape and just got stuck, maybe. So it's, hopefully yeah, how did he she even gets get out. out? Do they know how he got out yet? Uh, no, no reports yet on uh, how. I, well, I haven't seen or heard anything as to how he got out. Well, what I heard was he had a Bible, and she had a pick in the Bible that she would open up and use, kind of like in the Shawshank Redemption, and bur- burrowed her way out with the pick. <laughs> said said that she might be going to join those Memphis Tigers on the basketball court. Hey, they could uh, they could use some uh, extra help. I'm pretty sure Zim has a uh, pretty high vertical, probably higher than DJ Stephens ever was. Well, you know, she'll play a year with Passner and then decide to transfer to another zoo. Yeah, she'll be yeah she'll be <laughs> at, at a zoo somewhere like in Cincinnati, at the Cincinnati Zoo. Oh man, a crazy thing is the story breaks and somebody immediately goes to set up a parody account on Twitter, Zim901 on Twitter, and now there is this parody account. For Zim on Twitter, and it got over like that one thousand followers in the first four or five hours. Well, I hope that uh, at least whoever's doing the parody account is uh, interesting and funny. I don't know. I, had, I just started following it, and so far it's been nothing but Zim in different places in, in Memphis at the top of the pyramid and at uh, Mud Island and places like that. Uh, Dustin Starr said that we needed to go get Super Grizz to go down there and grab Zim. Which, you know, if anybody could do it, I believe Super Grizz could make it happen. Oh, yeah. Super Grizz definitely could take care of it. Yeah, well, Marcus, listen, that that is it. We are going to have to let you go, okay? All right. Appreciate it, guys. I got to get back over here to uh, to the ice cream thing and start doing some more scooping. So I'll holler at you guys later. Hey, don't, don't hurt yourself patting yourself on the back anymore today. All right, man? I'll try not to. All right. Bye, Marcus. Uh, all right. See you, man. The sad thing is that Marcus was actually right. And that's what hurts, that he's right. <laughs> that always hurts. I mean, he's not right all a lot. I mean, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, right? But yeah. it just hurts that he actually was right this time. Is this is this right? This is Jarvo? Yeah. yeah. Jarvo, my man, what's going what on? Up, what up, what up, what up? How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Jarvo? Good, good, good. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, with Mark coming back, does that make Memphis a title contender? And all oh, these other teams have done so much in free agency and all that business. You know, they said that last year when all that business was going on and people were picking up this free agent and that free agent, LeBron's going to Cleveland and, and this and that. And yet the Grizzlies are still right there at the end with a chance, you know, to advance uh, to possibly a title. And only for the fact that they got hurt at the end is really about the only thing that kept them out of it. You know, if you look at all the comments from the Warriors who won the thing and had the best record in the league, and the, their toughest uh, go in the playoffs was against who? Memphis. So, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, I think that, you know, it's tough losing Costa, but they did a good job in picking up, you know, an athletic guy. They they kind of changed the script a little bit and getting a total athlete. And Brandon Wright, and Brandon right? Brandon Wright. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're... they're banking some money on Jordan Adams or there you know there is a glut of people at that wing position so there is another move they got 17 people under contract and you can only have 15 so there's another move or two that's going to be made and uh you know you you, you could say well Memphis is second tier playoff uh contender not playoff but championship contenders cuz they're in the playoffs and well wherever you know they only missed out of being that first tier uh, going into the playoffs by one game Right. That's that's something that people don't, don't people forget that. real quick that yeah. they were tied with Houston and the Clippers and the Spurs and everybody else for yeah. that number two spot. So they like you said, they are right there, man. And you remember they 
breasted, quote-unquote, Mark and Zebo and somebody else in that game at Washington. I think it was Stoney <laughs> Allen, maybe? I, I don't know if T.A. was hurt, but uh, they rested Mark and Zebo. That's your front court right there in that game at Washington. Yeah. You know, count that as you put that down as a win, and heck, you know, you win the division. Yeah. So yep. it doesn't uh, – I think I think going into this off season feel as good as I did going into the last off season. The Grizzlies are a title contender. You have to figure out your way because they play differently than everybody else in the league. And the fact that you know we beat people up and we're big and strong, we might be a little bit slow and prodding, but defensively they put that vice on you and you cannot score. You are right. Well, Jarvo, man, thanks for calling in. We gotta let you go. All right. All right, fellas, y'all have fun. All right, Jarvo. Uh, before we go to break, let me take this time to remind everybody that we are on a wide variety of social networks. You can co- get in contact with the show on Twitter. Kevin, he's not here today, but he is on Twitter at Cerrito. I am on Twitter at Conradicalness, and Drew is on Twitter at DBarrett36. We are also on Instagram. I'm at Conradicalness on Instagram as well. Kevin is at Kevin Cerrito, and Drew is at DBarrett1236. Uh, get, like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Cerrito Live. We're on Snapchat. You guys can follow us there, Cerrito Live on Snapchat. And email the show, CerritoLive at gmail.com. You guys can also call the show at noon for Hang Up and Listen at 360-8255 and text us on the Sports 56 text line at 67129. Uh, coming up, we'll have Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Where Memphis comes for real sports talk. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. What is going on? It is me, CJ Hurt, filling in for Kevin Cerrito. He is still on vacation, so Drew and I are running wild up here at the station. Gotta love it. Um, Before we hop into this segment with Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer, let me take a second out to remind you guys about Playhouse on the Square. Located at Union and Cooper in Overton Square Theater District, Playhouse on the Square is Memphis's only professional theater and the perfect place to take a date. Playhouse on the Square is proud to announce its selections for the 2015-2016 season. The upcoming season will see multiple blockbuster musicals as well as numerous regional and world premiere productions, including Sister Act, Billy Elliot the Musical, Peter Pan for the holidays, uh, for the holiday season, and the regional premiere of the hit musical Memphis. Check out the full list of shows and buy tickets at PlayhouseOnTheSquare.org. Every week around Evan. Uh, Evan, around the 11.30 hour, we are joined by Kevin Leip, and he joins us right now. He joins us right now. What? The, it's computer froze on. <laughs> I had it ready. I did not mess up. It's the computer, I swear. <laughs> Kevin Cerrito is not here, and we are losing our minds up here at the station. The computer doesn't want to work right. The phones don't want to work right. Leip, what's up, man? Am I? Can you actually hear me? Is do I work right? Yes, you. Right now, you work right. Right now, you do. What's going on, man? I hadn't talked to you. Gosh, we were off last week, and a little bit has happened with the Grizzlies. I think that the most important thing that has happened uh, this off season has been the fact that Tony Allen had to get out of a hot tub because a guy jumped in naked. Yeah, that's uh, that was the breaking Grizzlies news of the last week. Really, the most important thing that's happened all summer. Uh, Tony Allen was at a day spa on vacation, and a guy got in the uh, guy got in the hot tub, uh, quote unquote, butt naked. <laughs> and uh, Tony Tony was deliberating whether to call the police on him or not. Um, so big news. No, um, you know, obviously the the big news that actually happened is is Marcus Hall is back, which the is last great. Time we were we were doing the the Marcus Hall forecast, and uh, I wasn't as optimistic about it as I guess I should have been. So uh, yeah, he's back. Awesome and exciting. So, did anybody have to fly out to Spain and you know lock Mark in the house until twelve on one Eastern Standard Time to make sure that he you know didn't sign or change his mind and decide to sign with somebody else? 
No, the Clippers. The Clippers did not have to fly to Spain <laughs> and and hold Marcus all hostage until he decided not to sign with Dallas. What a what a joke that was. Well, can you, can uh, you answer me this question, like, because I I struggled to understand the whole thing, and basically my issue was why is there this free agent moratorium period in the first place? I don't know. I don't know the answer. Contracts end. Contracts end on the at midnight on July first, but nobody can sign anything until July ninth. I don't. I don't know why there why that dead period exists. Uh, my hunch is that it will not look the same next year because of this DeAndre Jordan thing. I mean, it's it's it is weird that you can you can basically verbally discuss terms, but you can't agree to anything, and you definitely can't sign anything. But you're but everybody's already agreeing to stuff anyway. Right. Um, it's 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 weird. It feels like a, a throwback to another time when maybe there was some reason, maybe the league had to process some paperwork or something like that. I don't know. I don't know why the moratorium exists. I think it's stupid. I think guys should be able to sign, you know, as soon as they're free agents. I mean, maybe you have maybe you have like a twenty four hour dead period or something like that. Um, you know, it reminds me of the dead weeks in high school sports. Right? You're mm-hmm. supposed to have a dead. You're supposed to have a dead week. Um in the summer where there's no coaching can take place or any of that kind of stuff. But, you know, even just running cross country, coach would just tell us what we need, what workouts we needed to do during those two weeks. Then we would do them. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no dead period for stuff like this. Guys are going to talk to teams. Teams are going to talk to the guys they want to sign. And that's just, that's the way it's going to be. Well, speaking of signing players, so not only did the Grizzlies sign Mark Gasol, but this happened on the second uh, they signed Brandon Wright. What what does what does he bring to the team as Holland? Is he you know a piece that they need need or should they have been focused more on a shooter or something like that? No, I love I love the Brandon Wright signing. Um, you know you knew that if Gasol came back, Kufis was going to leave, or if Kufis came back, that meant Gasol had gone somewhere else. So you're going to have a hole somewhere on your bench big rotation. Uh, you know and. Gasol is back, and so Kufis is gone, and so you need somebody to play to be like the third big, the fourth big. And, and Brandon Wright is probably going to be that third guy, play a lot of time with Gasol or with Randolph. Um, he, he's a really athletic guy. He's a really explosive offensive player around the rim. Um, he's he's one of the league's elite kind of roll men in pick-and-roll situations. I, I don't remember what he shot at the rim last year, but it was like 70-80%, and that was Seventy, or I think it was he shot sixty percent at the rim, and it was eighty percent of his shots were taken at the rim. So you know, right? That that's something that the Grizzlies haven't really had since Darrell Arthur before he got hurt, and yeah. um, that's a huge addition. I mean, we all remember how good that team was with Darrell Arthur in that role, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's a great pickup, and and they got him for a really good deal too. If you look at the uh, you know, if you look at the contracts that were handed out this free agency period, Brandon Wright for the mid-level exception, and it's like just under six million dollars a year. That's a that's a really good signing. He took a discount to come back to Tennessee, and uh, his contract does have a trade kicker. So if they trade him, they have to pay him a fifteen percent bonus. So that's that was an incentive for him to come too. He knows he's going to be here a while, or and if he's not, he's going to get a million bucks. But um, yeah, I love that signing. I think it's great. Uh, interesting note about Brandon Wright. Many people don't know this, but I was quite the high school athlete in my day. And Brandon Wright went to Brentwood Academy, and I went to Montgomery Bell Academy. So I faced him six times, maybe seven, well, eight times if we include AAU. And I made his highlight tape. He he dunked on me in high school. And, yeah, thank you. I'm the reason he got into North Carolina, as a matter of fact. I have decided that had he not dunked on me and been able to put that on his highlight tape, he probably wasn't going to North Carolina. I have well, to you see gotta get, down. I just have to. You got to get yourself to uh, to Grizz Media Days and tell him that. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if they'll He'd let me get in. Out of that. He'll probably tell me that's the worst statement ever. No disrespect. No, because that was the worst question ever. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to have to try. You're not gonna you're not gonna top your worst question ever by by telling Brandon Wright he dunked on you in high school. That's something that he may actually get some enjoyment out of hearing. Oh well, I might. You're right. <laughs> I might have to get out there and do that. Uh, free agency is approaching a close. Uh, so right now, how how do you think the Grizzlies are doing so far? Uh, I think they're doing okay. I, I think they still they're gonna have to make some sort of a move to clarify their wing rotation. I think they just have too many guys. 
Um, and I also think that the way um, I think the way Russ Smith just played in summer league, he's he's making a case that when the season starts, he should probably be your third point guard. I think I think they're going to wait and see what happens with Kalatas still, unless something is broken there that I don't know about. Um, I, 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 they have five point guards on the roster right now. They've got. Conley, they've got Udry, they've got Kalatis, they've got Smith, and they've got Andrew Harrison. And I I just, there's no way that all five of those guys make it to the first game of the regular season. There's just, that's too many point guards. You only have 15 roster spots. Um, so the question is, you know, you can assume Harrison won't be there, and so who's the other guy who's gone? You need three. Is it going to be Kalatis or is it going to be Russ Smith? And I think that's going to be a pretty big question, if they can let Kalatis walk um, in restricted free agency, then that solves everybody's problem. He just signs for somebody else. Um, if he takes that qualifying offer, then they're going to have to move him, and that could get interesting. Um, so, I, I, to me, the, the kind of third point guard, and also just the, the wing situation. You've still got Matt Barnes hanging out. They haven't announced anything about him yet, so that's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but um, I guess we'll find out. Um, and then they've still got Jeff Green, Courtney Lee. You got Jordan Adams, who you're going to need to play some. There's just too many shooting guards, too many, too many guys that can play the two and the three, or the three and the four. Uh, I think, I think they're going to have to make some kind of a move to package some of those guys, uh, even if it's just a salary dump to get them off the roster. Um, just get them out of here. Yeah, well, got to clarify those rotations. Well, Kalathis wants out anyway, doesn't he? Or am I am I mistaken? I know he wanted out last year and he wanted to go to Greece, and I thought I heard that he wanted to go to Greece again this year, or go to Europe to play ball this year also. And so, I mean, if he wants out, why don't they just let him leave? Yeah, so I I don't know. I know they didn't let him out last year because they wanted him to play for them. I mean, he right. had a team option, and he was only going to make $700,000 or something like that. So why would you let a guy who you're going to play leave when you could – have a guy who's actually productive for you for under a million dollars. I mean, that, you know, Clay just could be mad about that all he wants, but that's the contract he signed. Yeah. Um, this year it's different. I don't think they have any intention of keeping him. I'm not even sure why they extended the qualifying offer, honestly. Yeah. Well, uh, unless they're just going to flip him for a second round pick or something like that if he picks it up. Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. Uh, so. So is what they've done so far in free agency enough to get the Grizzlies to a Western Conference final? Adding Brandon Wright, adding Matt Barnes, drafting uh whatever the kid's name is that they drafted. <laughs> it, it escapes me just that fast. Jarrell uh, Martin. Jarrell Martin. Yeah, and they signed him this week too, so he's on the roster too officially. Um Yeah, I don't know. I still think that they've got to they've just got too many guys. They've got a I think the front office if they don't want to see exactly the same lineups they saw last year, um, they're going to have to take away some of Dave Yeager's toys and make him play the guys that they want him to play. And I think that's totally fair for them to do. Um, I, I, I just feel like they've got to make another couple moves just to, to pre up. They're going to have to waive some guys because they're, they have like 70 guys on the roster right now. And they're, I think they just need to trade. They need to trade off of some of the guys who, um, you know, if they can get off of Vince Carter, get off of Vince Carter. If they can get off of Jeff Green, definitely get off of Jeff Green. He's an expiring contract. I think I think they just have to make some moves with the stuff that they've got to to simplify things. Who 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 right now? Who's the best tradable asset that they have? The best, most likely tradable asset that they have? I mean, that's the thing. They don't really have anybody. Um, I mean, the most tradable is probably probably Zebo because he's only making ten million dollars next year. Um but they're obviously not gonna do that. Right. Um, you know, Tony Allen's probably pretty tradable too, but they're not gonna do that either. Um guys who they might actually trade who are tradable, I guess it's Jeff Green. Um, I don't know though. They kinda have to trick another team into falling for just Jeff Green is the guy we need. Um right. and I think that is getting tougher as time goes on. Um I think the Grizzlies might be the last team to actually fall for that. Um, I don't know. They they don't have much in the way of tradable assets right now. Okay, like last question. Then we're gonna have to let you go, man. Uh, when you get in the hot tub, pants on, pants off. Depends on the hot tub. I mean, if it's like at my house and nobody else is in it, then that's that, that's my own business. But and if I'm in a public situation, then I got pants on. 
All right. That is the hey, like where where can we listen to you at? I keep forgetting to listen to your podcast. Where is it at, man? The Beyond the Art Podcast. Uh you can listen to it at the Flyer site, dot com. Um you can also subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher, um, pretty much any any pod catcher thing where we're there. Um the main the main place to, to subscribe is probably gonna be iTunes though. Um or whatever podcast app you use, we should be there. All right. Awesome. Hey, Light, thanks for uh, joining us. Pleasure as always, man. Yep, always good. That is Kevin Light of the Memphis Flyer. Same question to you, pants or no pants, hot tub? Hey, like, like Light said, man, if it's, if it's my hot tub, hey, that's my business. In public, though, it's public decency. Like, I wouldn't get into a public pool with no swim trunks on because it's that's other weird people and creepy. No, Nobody wants to see all of that. But if it's my pool... Hey, I might, I might hop in there for a little skinny dip. If it's a lake or something like that, I, hey, you know. If I'm the only one in. Yeah, yeah I might run around and, and jump in, do a cannonball, you know, in birthday suit. Nothing wrong with that. Just what was going through the guy's mind, though, to think that uh, this is Tony Allen. I mean, I don't know if he recognized Tony Allen, but this is a grown, a grown man <laughs> sitting in his hot tub. Why... I'm just going to take my shorts off and get it naked. What I don't goes know. through your head? I don't know. I, again, it doesn't matter who's sitting there. It does not matter who is sitting there. If if there's an adult in that hot tub and it's a public hot tub that is not your own, be respectful. Put pants on. Nobody wants to see all of that dangling around. That's ridiculous. And Tony Allen did did Tony Allen do the right thing? I think he did. Oh yeah, I would have gotten out. I would have jumped. I would have ran out. And I would have told the nearest authority, like, hey, look, I'm trying to enjoy my time in a hot tub, and there's a, a naked dude just sitting in there looking at me. That is uncomfortable, man. You got to fix that immediately, or I'm taking my business elsewhere. Oh, I've never had a naked man just stare at me, but I feel like it'd be very uncomfortable. I, <laughs> how do you do that? Tony, Tony Allen's Twitter reaction was great. And uh, let me see if I can find that last tweet, which was something along the lines of, it's my fault. Or I, I wouldn't even been in this situation had I not had to do a couple's massage. So he's kind of placing blame on his lady. Here it goes. See, I wouldn't have ran into this problem if I didn't have to go get a couple's massage. And he has sad emojis following it, blaming the missus for making him go get a massage and then getting the hot tub. Well, I wonder if she was with him. That's even creepier. Oh, come on now. If there's two people in there, a man and a woman, like, and you just, and you're just that guy. To get in naked? Like, what is wrong with you? Just a little public announcement. Don't be that guy. Don't, don't be the naked guy in a hot tub with other people. Don't be the naked guy. Period. Period. <laughs> Unless you're in the privacy of your own home. That's fine. Oh, man. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Fish in Stats, presented by AutoNation GMC. 3 till 6 every weekday, right here on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. What is going on out there, Memphis? It is me, CJ, filling in for Kevin Cerrito. He'll be back next week, joined alongside on the other side of the glass, as I always am, my man Drew Barrett. Uh, right now, we have Miss Lakeithia. Oh, as I hit my computer. Lakeithia Moore on with us to talk about something near and dear to me, Drew, Kevin, and the rest of us up here. The sports ball, the Big Brothers Big Sister sports ball, and she joins us now. What's going on, Miss Moore? I'm doing well. How are you this morning? I am great. Big Brothers Big Sisters, man. Great organization, great company, and the sports ball is a fantastic event. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about it? Absolutely. Sports ball is our big major gala here in Memphis. It's a black tie and tennis shoe gala. What makes it so unique is you can find your finest gown, your best tuxedo, and paired with your your favorite sneakers. So it's absolutely amazing unique event and you come out and you really do games that you probably will find at your local Dave and Buster's 
your sumo wrestling, your jousting, casino-style games. So we come to Minglewood and take over for that night. Nice, nice. And I've been the past three years, and it is a great event. Is there anything new that I can expect this year? Well, now we have the interactive race car driving where you actually have the experience. So everything that we brought back last year, we actually got such raised reviews about it. We're bringing everything back for you again this year. Awesome, awesome. And the gala benefits Big Brothers Big Sisters, correct? Yes, Big Brothers Big Sisters. Every dime for sports ball stays right here in Mid-South for Big Brothers Big Sisters, allowing us to pair children with positive mentors. Okay, where where can I go to learn more about Big Brothers Big Sisters and volunteer to be a mentor? You can volunteer, you can buy tickets, you can find us at www.msmentor.org. MS is for Mid-South, so you can find us again at www.msmentor.org. Now I'm going to ask you a serious question. It's going to be a tough question. All right. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. So what is your favorite thing to do at the gala? I'm working so hard. My favorite thing <laughs> to do is probably, <laughs> probably to watch the sumo wrestling and just to see adults come outside of themselves and have experiences that they would normally not have at a type of event like this. It's so unique and so much fun. So that's my favorite thing to do is to see everyone enjoying themselves. That is awesome. And, you know, like you were saying, this is a great event. You have the, the jousting and the sumo wrestling and the interactive race car driving. There's also food there, but it's food <laughs> that's themed almost like you're at a ballpark at a, at a sporting venue. And that's awesome. There's a uh, temporary tattoo parlor that's there as well. Uh, the, the live auction, the live and the silent auction. Do you get, do you know what you guys are going to be auctioning off this year by chance? Absolutely. We're really trying to make sports ball something all about sports. So we're sending you to Chicago to a uh, White Sox game. We're taking you on fishing expeditions. We're giving you the Memphis Grizzly Suite. We're really trying to make this all about sports, all about doing things here in Memphis and around the country that revolves around sports and have things that people may not normally experience like wine tastings and and scotch tasting and things of that nature. So we're trying to do a little bit for everyone. Just in case you're at sports ball and you're not a sports person, we pull together various packages for everyone to be able to uh, participate in the event. All right. And uh, you can go to, uh, what's that website again? It is www.msmentor.org. And you can sign up for the sports ball there. Is there any other way to sign up for it? You can give us a call at 901-323-5440. All right, Miss Moore, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you, you at the sports ball. Yes, and tickets are $100 before and 125 at the door. All right, have a good one, Miss Moore. You too. Bye-bye. That was Miss Lakeithia Moore of Big Brothers Big Sister talking about the sports ball, and it's a fun event, Drew. It is fun. If you've never gone... I suggest you go. It is it is well worth the $100. You get to get dressed up, throw on the suit, get your lady, get her dressed up. But you got to tell her, don't wear no heels. Put your tennis shoes on because everybody there is going to be in tennis shoes. She's going to hit you with the, oh, no, I feel ridiculous. It doesn't look good. Like, no, listen, put the tennis shoes on because everybody there is going to be in tennis shoes. And you'll look like a fool if you're there without tennis shoes. Not like a fool, but you'll look, you'll be the one looking silly.